What are the key trends in fraud in 2010? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director of Information Security Media Group, and I'm talking about fraud with Mike Urban, Senior Director of Global Fraud Solutions with FICO. Mike, thanks so much for joining me. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me. I really enjoy listening to your podcasts, and it's my pleasure to be here with you today participating on one. Well, that's great. Mike, just to get us started, maybe you can just you know, give us a little bit of an introduction to yourself and talk a bit about your background and your role today with FICO. Sure. Uh, I've been uh, with FICO for about 14 years, and uh, my focus has been on um, identifying uh, transactional financial fraud um, across uh, multiple areas. Well, Mike, our audience, particularly in the banking side, is talking all about ACH fraud and ATM fraud today. What are the trends that you're most seeing? So I think maybe the question should be, uh, what trends aren't we seeing? But uh, seriously, I think um, what we're looking at from, from, from a larger perspective is we're really seeing a broad range of fraud attacks that are increasing in size and velocity against financial institutions. And this is really directly related to the growth of organized criminals making financial fraud a major revenue stream for them. And for relatively small investments, criminals can get a pretty significant return on investment in just their first successful attack. So some of the areas that we're seeing, uh, of course, uh, perennially uh, card compromises. Uh, some of the, the new uh, or, or growing techniques, uh, there's a particular hacking technique in point-of-sale terminals where criminals are hacking into smaller merchants and able to uh, get either inside the point-of-sale terminal uh, through a hacking attempt to uh, actually be able to compromise the card data. Um, there have been several attacks uh, outlined over the last couple months. Uh, we're not really sure exactly what it is uh, that they're doing, but uh, we know that they are uh, morphing those attacks. And, of course, ATM skimming attacks against financial institutions, we've been seeing dramatic uh, increases in that. Another area is uh, really around um, the use of social, social media information on attacks, and this is ranging from phishing attacks on social media users uh, to account takeovers. Um, there's something that, uh, that I call TMI, which is too much information. Um, I think from a societal perspective, we're still getting used to social media and really how much information we should be putting out uh, that's really broadcast to the world and then recorded in uh, search engines for, you know, very long periods of time. You've probably heard of a website called pleaserobme.com, and that's uh, where uh, some people got together, and it's not really to rob people, but it's to demonstrate uh, the amount of information that's out there. Uh, they're targeting a specific application where people update when and where they're traveling, and when they're traveling, that means they're not at home. Uh, so it's something, you know, to, that we really need to pay attention to and be aware of. Um, certainly, uh, the wave of attacks related to the Zeus Trojan and others, uh, targeting small uh, businesses as well as consumers uh, is another area of concern. Um, the writers of Zeus uh, have continued to uh, make it easy for people to buy the application and customize it uh, in, in many, many ways uh, that makes it difficult for uh, virus signatures to, to pick it up. 
and obviously we're seeing a uh, significant increase in attacks on business accounts because generally business accounts hold more money uh, than than personal accounts. Also, I think finally uh, uh, speak about a little bit about first party fraud, and that's an attack where the criminal uh, is coming into a financial institution either as themselves or as someone else uh, with the intention of defrauding the financial institution. Well, Mike, given that landscape, and it's a broad one, where would you say that organizations are most vulnerable to these fraud scams today? Well, it really depends on the financial institution and the particular schemes uh, which are targeted at them. You know, every financial institution has different strengths and weaknesses, and that alters their attack surface. And you can have a very strong attack surface but, for instance, an insider stealing account information can slip right through that attack surface. Criminals will accelerate attacks uh, where and on whom they make the most money. Um, and so the key is really understanding a customer's behavior across the channel. Um, and a lot of financial institutions just don't have the technological capability uh, to do that yet. So let's say that a criminal has compromised debit card track information um, somewhere. Uh, there's, there's many of those compromises, in fact, uh, several fairly massive ones uh, over the years, but they don't have a PIN. So they may try to call that particular uh, phone banking center and attempt to guess the PIN so that they can then withdraw cash from an ATM. So in these multiple attempts to guess the PIN are not tied to a risky ATM transaction that takes place shortly thereafter. So maybe the phone, the telephone banking side of the financial institution was aware that there was an excessive number of, uh, of, of PIN attempts uh, through the telephone channel, but there was no way to connect that information to the card authorization system and stop the ATM withdrawal before the money was dispensed. So the authorization was a result of what I would call a disconnected decision. So the key is the ability to correlate unusual behavior for the customer with a fraudulent transaction pattern and then stop the transaction in real time. Mike, what would you say the biggest challenges are to preventing fraud? Are they human? Are they technological? Really, are they both? Well, I think financial institutions are in a catch-22, right? Their customers want easy access to their funds, but they also want, you know, the vault-like protection. Um, and creating and maintaining a balance of easy customer access and strong fraud detection is really the biggest challenge to financial institutions today. And so part of this challenge is having real-time detection of threats across payment channels. And what we see today is efforts to consolidate fraud alerts from disparate systems into a single workflow. And it's good to at least get the fraud alerts coming together into a single place, but the key to effectively managing that risk is not just bringing those alerts together, but enabling real-time analytic analysis and decisioning strategies that stop the payments for the right reason before the money moves. And this increases efficiency and lowers false positive rates and prepares financial institutions for the next type of attack. And criminals know the capabilities of each financial institution, and they have a profit and loss perspective on their attacks. You know, if 
an attack doesn't work on a particular financial institution, they target others where the payback is larger. So I know at FICO, Mike, certainly you're involved with with helping your customers to be able to detect and prevent fraud. Maybe you can offer an example of how one of your customers has particularly been able to prevent being a victim. So uh, again, you know, real-time transaction decision decisioning, which includes looking at a customer's behavior score and the fraud risk score in every transaction, whether it's a monetary transaction or a non-monetary transaction, such as an address change. Uh, and by combining these views uh, of your customer, you're able to serve your customer better and identify more instances of fraud. And so some, some examples around this, uh, one would be uh, Banamex, which is owned by Citigroup, in Mexico uh, had card fraud losses of around 100 basis points, and they were running at a false positive rate about, of about 50 to 1. So for every fraud uh, they, they caught, they had to uh, reach out to a customer, 50 different customers. So since implementing Falcon Fraud Manager running in real time, they were able to lower their fraud losses to 8 basis points at 11 to 1 false positive ratio. So the benefits are really, you know, lower fraud, right, less dollars in fraud loss, lower operational costs, there's fewer people contacting customers, more transactional income because you're getting uh, more transactions that are legitimate transactions taking place and taking interchange and other fees, and higher customer satisfaction because they're not getting touched so often and they're actually, uh, there's less fraud on their accounts. And from a first-party fraud standpoint, we worked with a large international financial financial institution that deployed a FICO custom model at the point of loan acceptance and was able to detect over 45% of the first-party fraud cases at a 2% review rate and a false positive rate of less than 2 to 1. So bringing advanced analytics uh, to fraud problems allows you to respond and to real and growing threats in real time, and I think that's um, that's what FICO brings to the table. Mike, one last question for you. If you could boil it down and offer just a single piece of advice to an organization looking to reduce fraud today, what would you advise? So, um, you, you know, stepping back a little bit to the big picture, again, we've got local and criminal groups who are targeting financial institutions from multiple points. So my one piece of advice is to bring in outside fraud consulting expertise to perform a health check on your fraud operations. Generally, there's going to be several within a financial institution. This process will assess your operational performance and ensure that you're taking advantage of the tools and knowledge that you've already got in-house in a coordinated and effective way. And then you can identify specific fraud loss areas that can be targeted for improvement. And each of these improvements should be part of a larger roadmap that's leading to a real-time transaction monitoring and decision environment. Very good, Mike. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. We've been talking with Mike Urban, Senior Director of Global Fraud Solutions with FICO. And for Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.